Lolly ho, and welcome to Charlene Dropouts, aka Alphanel's Swimming School for Gifted Children. This is a monthly Final Fantasy XIV podcast that is part of the Axe of the Blood God RPG family. I am your host, Nadia Oxford. Joining me are my co-hosts. First, we have Mike Williams. Hello, hello, folks. How's everyone doing this week? And of course, we have Victor. Every day I'm Charlene. Boop, 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 boop. It's me, Victor Hunter. Charlene is now a verb. We it is not a verb. <laughs> yeah. We have changed the laws. And we have a, a pretty healthy listener base that is growing, and we'd like to see it continue to grow. So tell everybody about us. Tell your friends. Tell your family. Tell that one row who's been playing dead in Limso Limso for over a year. We welcome all Sprout listeners. Uh, today's episode is very, very Endwalker-focused, as Mike and I had the opportunity to go hands-on with a, a pretty long demo. What would you say it was? Like eight hours, Mike? It was eight hours. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it was eight hours unless you had an interview as well. Um, yeah, which I and, did. Oh, okay, so then it was like nine hours for you. Like, well, like nine and a half, eight and a half or something like that. Did you guys not get an interview with Yoshida? Oh, no, we did. Uh, okay, so, okay. So the way it worked... so. We we are starting up at Fanbyte a new vertical called the Link Shell. Uh, oh, I like so, that. Yeah, we can actually talk about it now. Uh, Woo! Uh, so basically, it's uh, myself, Michael Hyam, and Natalie Flores, who was already at Fanbyte. And when we signed up for this, we were all at different sites. So I was at PC Mag. I had signed up for it. Mike was at Game Spot, uh, and Natalie was at Fanbyte. So we got, they were nice enough to be like, okay, you're all at one site now. We're still going to let all of you come in, but we're only going to give you one interview. So oh, Natalie ouch. went <laughs> on Monday. So she got the interview. Uh, so we did get an interview. I, it just wasn't me. I was like, oh, whatever. You didn't get to see your best friend, Mr. Yoshi P. I'm sorry. I did not get to see Yoshi P. It was, it was sad days, but it'll be fine because we're, we're in this for the long haul. Like, we this really is are. What I, yeah. This is what this is what I cover now. Yeah, just yeah. amazing. Fantasy fourteen. Spoiler alert: I will be writing for the link shell, so everybody, look, please look forward to that. Yeah, I'll be doing like uh, breakdowns of. Well, I'm starting with a breakdown of the music in the game, like talking about the lyrics of certain uh, songs and how they fit into the lore of the the game, and just stuff that's really good, naughty stuff. So I hope you all enjoy it when it comes out. <laughs> yeah, that's exciting. Uh, I, I've been meaning to ask. Um, so, like Nadia, this is this is your first time uh, being around for a, a, an expansion release, yes, yes and it is. you also are got to go to, to like the media tour and everything. Like how how has that been? Like that's that's cool. It's been like. A lot of fun. I'm actually a little sad that we didn't get to go in person because I would have loved to just kind of schmooze with everyone and just sure, yeah, gone fan nuts over everything there. But <laughs> yeah, I really enjoyed myself because when yeah, you're right. When I first came into the game, Endwalker was out, but five Shadow, points, Shadowbringers, whatever, Shadowbringers. Sorry, Shadowbringers yeah. was out, but um, I forget what patch we were on by that point, five point three or something like that. So yeah. Yeah, I came in right in the middle. I was kind of in the middle of the hype for End uh, Endwalker for Shadowbringer because we were doing packs around the time that the expansion was coming out, and it was everywhere. Like you could yep. not avoid it, no matter which way you turned. So that helped get me intrigued. But 
yeah, going from the beginning the way I am now, it makes me wonder just how crazy you all must have been when you first saw the Shadowbringers trailer. Like uh, when, you know, mild spoiler here, when Thancred says, I'll not, I'm not going to leave you, I promise, Benfilia. Like my head would have just popped off my shoulders if I'd been there for that. Oh yeah, if if, if you can find one, uh, there's there's some videos of like the live audience feed during the fan fest of the Shadowbringers yes. trailer <laughs> reveals, and yeah, there's definitely when he says Minfilia, you hear a, what what oh my god, <laughs> uh, it's it's very good. I, I, Mike, have you been covering the game since you've been playing? Like has it, like yes, so actually I've been covering it since. A Realm Reborn launched. Right. So US Gamer started yeah. right around that time. Yeah. And so I soft covered uh, ARR. I reviewed Heavensward, Stormblood, and Shadowbringers. Yeah. Um, yeah. And been to a couple of fan fests and stuff. Um, even though fan fest is not the best from like a, a journalist <laughs> covering yeah. perspective, yeah. <laughs> yeah. because there's not like. Like it's when you go there, it is literally just the fan fest. Like, go have fun. There's no particular interviews for you or anything like that. Just cover the panels. Yeah. Uh, so it's very weird uh, from a journalist side, but it 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 has been fun the two times I've gone. Um, and I admit. Uh, I probably played so for ARR and Heaven's Word. I was like a soft player, so I played all through ARR. I played all through Heaven's Word to review it, but I didn't really get hard hard until Stormblood, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's when I was really like, all right, all right, I'm 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 in this. I'm going <laughs> to play this on a regular basis. Uh, I switched back and forth between wow and and this and then of course yeah, doing all of the the review games for you as a gamer but yeah uh now this is my thing um and it's also by the way part part of my problem was i actually have two different characters so i had mm-hmm. um one character up until heaven's word uh which was my main and then when stormblood came out i was just a bit off in terms of leveling like i hadn't finished all of the dragon song war stuff right ah. so they were like we can just give you a like like a boost and you can just start and so that's what i did so i have like the character that i've played since then zen out of 10 is my <laughs> like that was the one I started in Stormblood uh, and continued on. Right. So right. like if you look at the lodestone for Zen out of ten, that character did all of the story stuff for Stormblood on. Right. But there is another character I had that did all of the story stuff prior to that. But Zen out of ten has been the one that I was like, I'm in. We're yeah. fully in. Let's go. Totally. All in. I, I think I think your um your Heavensward review for USG might have been one of the big factors that got me back into it and like for good the second time because I, I started <laughs> started with blame. ARR for for a few months and then took a break right. and then after Heavensward came out I was like nah I'm gonna do this for real this time so yeah yeah and that's how it always was for me even because I, I don't, 
I would alternate between that and WoW, and mm-hmm. it, it's basically like a month of me playing all the way up to cap and all the way through the story yeah. and then writing the review. And then I would have to go to another game until the yeah. patch came out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you were really good at balancing that stuff though. So no wonder you drink like iced coffee spiked with Red Bull. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mike is the one we rely on for all of that. Uh, so yeah, that's my, basically my experience, Victor. That was a good question. Cause I've been thinking about that a lot and how, you know, I go back and I watch the movies cause they're so incredibly well done. And I'm just thinking to myself, wow, this would have been a lot of fun to sit in, like, as a reveal, because I think, I think Shadowbringers is still my favorite of the intros, but uh, Endwalkers is good, is very good as well. And I have to say, one interesting thing about seeing the preview event is watching that intro video again with the credits over them, because they don't have the credits over them in the uh, official yeah. uh, Square Enix channel. I was, I was thinking about it because, like, Look, every expansion uh, FMV intro is always great, but mm-hmm. I, I think back to the first time where I was I was caught up with the game, I was caught up with the story, like I was really invested in what was coming next, and that was the end of Heavensward when when the Stormblood yeah. trailers came out, and like, don't get me wrong, I'm always hyped for the new trailers; they're always exciting, but that first time. Like being a part of the, even just streaming the fan fest and seeing those trailers was like, that was, that was amazing. And it's, you know, it's always still fun every time, but that one was very special. That, that first time you get to be a part of the hype cycle of an expansion was very exciting. Yeah. I made my husband watch the Endwalker trailer with me, even though he had no idea what was going on. (laughs) I'm like, holy shit. Why is there a great dragon? Who is that? Who is that? And he's like, what are you talking about? Like there's Istinian. What? <laughs> so, I mean, I I watched his wrestling stuff and stuff. So I mean, fair is fair. So yeah, yeah. That that is another thing. Now that I'm covering it more, like in in the run up to it, I'm also doing things like looking at the trailer. So even for Stormblood and Shadowbringers, like I'd look at the trailer, and I'd be like, oh, that's cool. <laughs> and then I, I, know would that. like, I know that person. Like I'd walk away. I was like, oh, that's yeah. that's really cool. It's great to see that character again. Hey, it's a new costume. This yeah. one, I'm like. <laughs> All right, let's scroll it back here. What yeah. is this? What is this yeah. right here? Okay, this is old Charlian. Frame by frame. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, well, this is their father. Okay, right, right, right. Man, that was uh, the, the in, in the the Stormblood trailer when they revealed the second part because they only did the first part where where Elise and the Warrior of Light are fighting, and then they do that yeah. second part where it zooms out. It shows you the map of Eorzea, and then it moves across the entire world over to Authord, and that was like we were cool. all like frame by frame. What has changed on the map? What are they doing here? Where is everything? Like that was the first time we got a sense of the geography of. Yeah, places outside of Eorzea. So yeah, it's and uh, it's always. I'm so guessing much fun. when it kind of zooms in on Doma, everyone had that pop for the Final Fantasy VI reference. Oh yeah! Oh my gosh! <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a pretty big one there. Yeah. Uh, actually, do you want to talk a little bit about what we're doing in the game and uh, what our characters are up to besides, you know, nonsense and nothing good? Well, okay. So one, we have this Moogle event coming up, right? Yeah, we do. You're not going to trick me, Square Enix. I'm not running <laughs> Praetorium. Like, I oh. looked at it and I see the, the, the big, big tin next to it. I'm not, I'm not doing it. You can't <laughs> make me. Uh, I will probably run um, oh, Omega. Uh, I have not done I Omega. Actually, yes. Yeah, that's the problem. Like, I uh, 
as part of, as I was just explaining, like I played uh, on and off um, up to Heavensward and then got really into it with Stormblood. That means basically the raids for Heavensward I partially missed. Wow. So, yes. so Omega, I actually have to go back and do. Um, but I like I may do Omega. Probably I'll do Bahamut again just to refresh because that is supposed to be important for in Walker story stuff. Oh, interesting. Yeah. yeah. So they 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 have said in like interviews and stuff like I think that, Ishikawa said specifically. Yeah, that she, that she wants Omega people. and Binding Coil are the the touch point raid story wise. In the same way that you couldn't do Shadowbringers unless you had finished the Crystal, Crystal Tower. Tower. Yeah, so that means we're gonna get real deep in with dragons. I think I'm, I'm all for that. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> like, but those ten, like, I want that jacket. <laughs> the, the, the bomber jacket, jacket which a is a hundred and they have a bunch of weird mounts i'm definitely going to get the bomb uh the bomb mount where a bunch of little bombs are carrying are oh, you telling me are you telling me you don't have all your beast tribe quests i was gonna say right? that's a beast tribe mount i think uh, i have it dare you. let let me say i have not so so there's a whole bunch of <laughs> uh, as side of this, like, so I've been doing the relic weapon grind. Wow. But there's a whole bunch of parts of the game that I just never touched. Yeah. I PvP was one of them. The beast tribes were the other one. Like, really? I, I love uh, the beast yeah, tribes. I hadn't done the beast tribes. I hadn't messed really not that much with the grand company. Um, I, yeah, I, I'm so so on the grand company stuff. Like all the sure, grand company yeah. stuff. Like so, squad, squadron but, stuff and. And, right. Yeah. And 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 sending our or uh, sending out your um your retainers your retainer. Oh yeah. On missions yeah. and stuff like I just I don't really do that. Right. So there's Mine a whole bunch stuff. of right, and there's a whole bunch of stuff in the game like that because there's so much to the game that yeah exactly. I just hadn't done, and so now like I am doing them like the the ARR relic grind is quite possibly like destroying my soul it's excruciating <laughs> um, what uh what step are you on if i may ask i i just finished the books which was wow. the hardest part books the are books, a monster oh my god and it's like n- not the same enemies for each book but really mostly the same enemies mm-hmm. it's like slightly different enemies in the same area yeah so like i know these uh, areas like the back of my hand now you know where all those um, fates are going to pop for the rest of your life. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I never want to do this again. Whereas all of the other relic grinds seem much easier. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, like Boja is a, like Boja or the Eureka stuff just seems like a cakewalk compared to these friggin' books. Um, so that is mostly what I've been doing. Wow. Like, just relic grind because I want, uh, like, to get the glamour for the first AR relic weapon. You have to actually get to the end of the chain because they won't give you the replica until you've completed ah, yeah. like all four steps. Yeah, unless you want to just stop at that 
that one step and go no further. But as soon as you start to go further, it means you have to take it all the way to the end if you want that replica. Right, because yeah. I got the first weapon and I was like, okay, I'm good. This is going to be the glamour. And then I was like, wait, no, I, I want the glow. I want the, the cool <laughs> Yeah, I don't glow. have the glow yet. And the glow is the second step, but you oh. can't get the glamour the the replica to glamour for that second step until you get to the end so it's it's a mess um <laughs> it's a mess I, keep I, doing I, it. I leveled like most of the crafters to like 40 and then i got into ishgard restoration and i was like oh my god this is so much easier what was oh what yeah. was i doing with my life <laughs> yeah wait ishgard restoration as opposed to like, just uh, level so so you can either level like all of the disciples of Landerhand. You can level yeah. them normally, right? Like in in the areas, uh, you know, like a normal person, or you can just <laughs> go to Ishgard Restoration and level everything up in one spot. Yeah, very right. Easily. Yeah, in a day. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's so, the um the area, right? The the diadem or whatever it's called. Yeah. Yes, yes. And so I was like, I, 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 like all of them, if you level them up in the normal way, they're all interconnected, which is why I leveled them all up together up to yeah. like level 40. And then I found Ishgard Restoration and I was just like, no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What, what have I been doing with my life? What a waste That's of funny. time. Because I've been leveling up all my crafters and I haven't found it too tedious because what I do is just go through my uh, list of stuff that I can craft. I craft it and I sell it and I make a, a crap ton of money on the on the way. Yeah, yeah. No, but I'm but also it, uh, leveling up my miner, so maybe I'll do that. Yeah, just go into Ishgard. It's so much, it's so much quicker. Yeah, yeah, totally. yeah. That's how I leveled up my botanist until I got a uh, Pegasus. Hey. Uh, what? Yeah, you can, have a, you can get the Pegasus mount uh, if you collect enough scripts. Skybulger scripts. He's cool. I name him Flappy. You got to get rid of your red rech, your red scripts. They announced oh, I don't changes have any. to tone tones and scripts today. Oh, today? Yeah, oh, at, at the time of this. If you're listening to this, it's too late. Sorry. Yes. Uh, so I think it's, uh, you know, with every expansion, the tombstones and scripts get blown up. And they the the ones that you have become whatever the sad uh the legacy one, I forget what the actual title of it is. It's like the Allegan Tome Stones of Sadness and Despair. <laughs> um, Our Lady of Sad Tomes. Yeah. Right, which you can turn in for Jack and crap. And yeah. so so they put out the thing today. They were like, hey, just so you know, all of our stuff is changing as as is want to do. There will be new tombstones. There will be new scripts. Please do whatever you got to do before yeah. what's it called comes you'll, out. You'll be able to exchange them for a while after. Like they usually have an NPC that lets you do do the exchange. But yes, eventually they will be wiped Imagine out being that completely. NPC who just has to stand there by the Aetherite and, and exchange scripts for losers is just... Uh, maybe we all die, and when we go to hell, we go and become an NPC in a an MMORPG, and we get to watch people run back and forth and have fun, and we're just doling out scripts, exchanging scripts for people who are too slow. Hey, Rowena takes care of her people. I'm sure they have. I'm sure they have benefits and a great dental plan, and 
whatever no, else I've she provides. I talked to an NPC who said that Ro- Rowena was literally going to fit her for cement boots if she didn't do a certain thing. And that sounds about right for Rowena. I don't, I don't trust her. But if she does that thing, she's well taken care of. So <laughs> that's true. If you listen to what Rowena says, you're yeah. pretty okay. Just I stay think. in your lane. Stay in your lane. Exactly. Cost you zero dollars to stay in your lane and mind your own business. Uh, you actually wrote down an interesting thing here that I completely forgot to talk about. Uh, Victor Sakaguchi is playing the game, isn't he? But he went through Heavensward in two days or something ridiculous. It's incredible. Mike, you wrote about this on Fanbyte. What's going on? Uh, yeah. So uh, basically, Sakaguchi. Uh, I think it was like the 12th. Uh, he, he tweeted the first screenshot of him heading to Ishgard, which mm-hmm. uh, is kicking off heaven's word. And then on the 14th, he tweeted that it was a good ending for heaven's word. <laughs> showing his shot of the last cut scene in the heaven's word main story. It was Mad amazing. Man. Like, over over the course of two <laughs> days, and it was everyone's like, "Wait, wh- what? You're already you're already done." And, it, and he definitely does play a lot. By the way, uh, you can tell because he he documents every 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 bit that he plays, and he also sometimes peppers in like when he runs into an enemy that is based on an enemy from a game he worked mm-hmm. on. Mm-hmm. He'll like post the enemy from fourteen, and then like a shot of it from whatever game that he worked on it yeah for. it's so charming i love that it's so wonderful it like ball. he did one for shinryu um, i think he just did the warring triad today he posted his screenshot from azisla and then a, a shot oh, that's of, a great one and, and, and he he even said something like i wonder if kefka will show up and I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm i'm hoping no one spoils it for him in the in the comments but yeah i can't wait for him to go through omega and just fight like I'm, and it, uh, yeah, and it, it's interesting because like like he plays a lot, like a, a decent amount, um, mm-hmm. and he stopped. Like the only thing he really stopped for is, I guess, his daughter got married. Yeah. That's probably good. He so for that. so there was so there was like <laughs> it was like the fourteenth, and then I think his daughter like he was doing the rehearsal dinners or something on like the fifteenth, and then the wedding on the sixteenth. And then he was back to the game. That so, is like, he's, crazy. He's back in the day um, where he looks like he got to Garabanias, which means he's begun Stormblood. Yeah. Uh, Jesus. Uh, um, he posted a, a shot of Kugane this morning, too. So he's oh, really? he, he's made it, that. made it to the Far East. And what's wow. what's hilarious is that uh, he he has brought Yasumi Matsuno on to play as his healer. So Matsuno has been... the director of ff12 and and the ivalice raids and boja uh who and matsuno's character in game is named his player character is named the wandering dramaturge and if you've played the (laughs) the ivalice raids you'll know that there is a character who who sits in the prima vista named the wandering dramaturge who is Matsuno's stand-in character in the same way that Yoshi does uh, uh, Wandering Minstrel is his stand-in character. So uh, I love that. That's fantastic. I, I love the Sakaguchi's idea. Sakaguchi's name is just Hironobu Sakaguchi. <laughs> yeah. is, that, is that who's playing as? Yes, yeah. he's just playing like as himself. Um, yeah. But Matsuno had been a player before. 
which is mm-hmm. why he got into it. Yoshida was like, oh, you already play. Why don't you come on and do some stuff for us? Yeah. Um, so when Sakaguchi first jumped on Matsuno, I mean, I guess, you know, worked on Final Fantasy. They already knew each other. Yeah. Um, he was like, oh, that's really cool. I'll help you out. And then I guess he's been drafted. I guess he, I, I don't know if he expected. <laughs> you're, you're my healer Saka- now. <laughs> right. I don't think he knew that Sakaguchi was like, like working the midnight oil on this game. Yeah. So, and so you're uh, in for good. You're in what's, for serious. What's nice to see too, is that after like Boja sort of unceremoniously ended, there was sort of some ambiguous tweets from Matsuno about how like, no, Boja's over and I'm not working on FF14 anymore. And and a lot of people uh, like it was just kind of ambiguous and people weren't sure if it was like, did, are you OK? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. w- did something go wrong? Like what? So I, I think people were worried that maybe there was some animosity or he was upset that that Boja didn't perform as well as he had hoped or something like that, because he mentioned in a tweet like, a bunch of people didn't like Boja and you're like, no, but it is good and we love it a lot and we I appreciate people like Boja more than Eureka anyway. Yeah, I think just because it's a relic weapon quest and there's yeah, a high a pain barrier in the ass of, anyway. Yeah, there's a, a high barrier of entry. So, you know, not as many people will end up doing no, I Boja. Haven't done Boja. Yeah. So um, I think a lot of people were worried that maybe he he was sort of distancing himself from 14. Uh, but he said recently, no, he plays all the time and he would love to do more stuff with it again. So that kind of assuaged some fears that we may never see a continuation of the evil. Yeah. Stuff. And I think his, his commentary was uh, along the lines of uh, like, you get the feeling that whatever they're doing to end up the end, the storyline that they've been working on for end Walker was kind of like, all right, we're, we're going to focus on this. Cause he sort of hinted at that. He might return to some of this stuff. Yeah. Yeah after right like in walker is like they've done the in walker stuff yeah yeah that makes sense especially if we're starting a whole new thing in 6.1 like he might be something to do with that yeah and well and seeing like where you know we've seen what garlemald looks like in end walker yes. so how that can weave into where we left some of the garlean forces in the end of boja uh you know we, we need we probably need some time for the writers to figure out how they can work that stuff into it if, yeah, if he ever wants sure. to continue that storyline. So what I want to know is, is briefly just if Sakaguchi has any plans to to kind of get in there and make some content. That'd be cool. Uh, I'm, I mean, I'm sure he, he would. I mean, right now he's got Fantasian uh, yeah. that is out and uh you know, he might, might, maybe he'll hop back and do a little consulting. They did also just do that. Uh, he did that panel with uh, Yoshida at, at TGS where they were where they were talking about the appeal of of JRPGs. So who knows? Yeah. So there you go. I mean, this game is desperately lacking Final Fantasy IX representation, and I think he'd be okay for that. True. I'm just putting it out there. Uh huh. Agreed. Spits. No. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, on that cheerful, non-divisive note, we're going to go to our main topic, which is pretty much just Endwalker, period. So you can expect a lot of spoilers. So uh, if you want to hop off here, uh, there's the Chocobo. If you want to stick around, then stick around and don't go away.
are back, and man, we are ready to talk about some Endwalker. Now, to reiterate, Mike and I attended this event. Unfortunately, I couldn't get Victor to attend. I tried. But uh, we are going to... He just to... didn't want to. Yeah, he was, yeah. you know, he was just I like, ew, Endwalker. I, I actually don't even need it. I don't even like this game. <laughs> yeah, have fun, nerds. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm sure you read up on, like you said, you read up on some of the things that are going on, and uh, Mike nah, and I will. I was smooching my girl. I was smooching my girlfriend or whatever. <laughs> Probably drinking. I don't know. Whatever. She's totally real. My girlfriend's yeah. totally real. She doesn't live in Canada. Actually, you do live in Canada, so we can't do the whole you have a Canadian girlfriend thing. Yeah. What is our equivalent? What do we have an equivalent? I don't know if we ever had an equivalent. Greenland. Green, okay, yeah, I have a I have a girlfriend in Greenland. That sounds mystical enough. <laughs> okay, so to get back on track, uh, let's see here. I would like to just kind of go over our initial impressions with what we played. Now, again, I'm a little bit uh, biased because my stream was not doing so well. It was very chunky. I was getting like 15 frames per second if I was lucky. Square, to their to their credit, really tried to fix it. It just wasn't working out for me. But I did manage to, to go around and do a lot of the hunts and the tower, and I still had a good time. Like, there was plenty to see and plenty to do, and I was still done within the nine hours. But, Mike, what were your overall impressions of, like, just how everything felt? Well, I will also say that, um, so they they pretty much locked us into three areas, uh, yeah. which were Old Charlie and Thavnir and uh, Garlemald. Um, if you tried to go, what well, they told us, don't leave these maps. Right. But if you did try, you know, if you were, you know, a rebel without a cause, an explorer, and you tried, it, when you get to the, the zone barrier, uh, it would just put you right back where you left. So <gasps> you, like, it would fade out <laughs> like you were leaving a zone, and then it would just drop you right back there. They told you not to leave. Um, but there were fewer NPCs, pretty much all vendors, uh, no story content, really. No. Not really, no. Um, and so, like, there's a lot of hiding of what each spot of a zone is supposed to be. Like, yes. you can definitely see areas where you're like, oh, there's going to be a vendor there. Or uh, in Old Charlian, uh, there's two spots called Searcher's Meet and Maker's Meet, which are definitely going to be where the Disciples of Land and Hand, like, vendors or whatever, are going to be. Yeah. Um, but there was very little indication of what each area actually was and also outside of the tower zot there was no story like tower zot had story stuff mm -hmm. um if you loaded up with the trust your trust companions uh were relegated to alphano alice stinian and uh thancred um those were the only options you had but when you start the tower of zot um you also will see um the rest of the scions it's yeah. um Ishtola, Kryl, um i think Thanc not thancred um Uriange was there too Uriange, um and i'm missing somebody i'm definitely missing somebody you said Ishtola, right yes okay then uh, all but as well. it, was, it was a total of eight because what right. ends up happening in the story thing the tower of zot is a continuation of if you are caught up on the current patch storyline, the towers that Fandaniel is creating that are around the, the uh, Eorzea, the Tower of Zot is one of those. Like, it's right. a particularly large one of those, basically. 
And so you go inside um, and your group goes up the tower. And at some point, the other four who are there for the story just leap off and they're like, we're going to go. We got confused. We tried to follow them. <laughs> yeah. But you can't jump off. So no, like, you, uh, you go in your own yeah. direction. Uh, so uh, that's actually really cool because it, it, I, I think having the extra ones in there with the trust system really enhances sort of the story based nature. Like it's really the warrior of light and the scions mm-hmm. doing things doing the um, stuff if you run with a, just a normal group the other four the other four are always there um, yeah but it's real cool to have the entire scion group there with you um and then uh in tower Zachi fight the magus sisters major sisters however you want to say it. i always I, say I, magus sisters that's magus i think I actually yeah. really disappointed one of the Square Enix reps because we went up against the the sisters, which is a really great fight, by the way. And of course, with the Maga sisters, you have to kill Cindy first because she has the heal on the revive. So I forgot about that because I was so caught up in everything. We're like, yay, we're beating this, the sisters. Oh, no, they're revived. They're back because of course they are. And the square rep I was talking to was like, Nadia, I expected better from you. This is a, a Final Fantasy IV reference. What is wrong with you? <laughs> I'm like, I know. I'm so ashamed. But yeah, again, and, the, yeah. And, and I will say the Tower of Zot is harder than I expected. It was um, hard. We, we wiped a um, few times. It's much... What was the first one of Shadowbringers? Was it Holminster Switch? Holminster Switch, yeah. 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 That, that, that was sort of a cakewalk. This one, the bosses are particularly hard. Like, the trash is whatever. Um, but you fight uh, one of the Magus sisters, uh, then you fight the second one, and the last fight is all three of them together. Um, and all three of them together is the same patterns from the first two fights uh, all together. So basically on their, their burst phases, it's a uh, dance, dance, boy, dance oh, uh, God. sort of situation where you're Flashback. just like, okay, all right, what am I looking at here? Starburst AOE. Okay. Stand here. All right. There's AOEs coming at me from the other side. And Oh, here's a stack marker. That means I got to wait here in the safe spot, then stack immediately. Yeah. Um, ah, now that's so. what I call game design. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Mike, were you playing with uh, the trust exclusively, or did you have like a party? Because I had a party with me and Zot. So I ran Tower of Zot three times. I did, oh, of course, uh, you did. once uh, as uh, Tank Pally. That's my main. Um, once as Sage. Uh, and then. I did uh, tank Pally with a, a, a number, a normal group. Uh, and I will say that trust is actually easier. Uh, they, they talked about trust improvements, but really the biggest improvement is that the trusts are super smart and they already know what's coming because they are uh-huh. AI. So if you do not know what a pattern is, uh, like a boss pattern is, you can just look like, oh, everyone is is gathering over over there. <laughs> I should go over there too. Yeah. I think they really improved the AI. I think they mentioned that they improved that because before it's like, uh, Alpha No, get out of the AOA, sweetheart. Yeah. Yeah. And and some of the times they'll still do that. Um, there's a mechanic on the second boss where she casts uh, Stop yeah. uh, and Berserk on you. And the idea oh, is, terrible. is um you have to spread out because basically after she casts the stop or the berserk, she 
targets the party one at a time and charges at them. Yes. And so you need to be spread out. Otherwise you'll just take the, the charge one after the other, because once it starts, you're stopped. So you can't move. Uh, and the trust did fail at that. Like Alpha No and wow. Alpha No and Than Cred were just like, "Hey, man, this is doing thwap, thwap. <laughs> like, Okay, what what are you doing, guys? Um, but otherwise, they're a very good learning tool. Um, uh, I still think once once players actually learn the fights, it'll always be much quicker to run yeah. with an actual group. But as a tool for learning and story stuff, I think the trust work really well. They did emphasize, like we had a, uh, a small introduction from Yoshida before we got to uh, plunge into the thing. And they did mention a lot about how they're really trying to make this more comfortable for single players as much as possible. And the uh, improved trust is one of those things. Yep, yep. And they were, a, they said post 6.0, they will be working slowly probably in the same speed that they do with like extremes and ultimates to bring trust back to old dungeons. That's going to be great. So at, at, at a certain point you'll be able to, as a single player, just run all the dungeons all the way up uh, by yourself. If you want to learn them or get into them or something, because again, sometimes when you're sprout uh, you end up in a roulette with a bunch of people who are veterans who just, Go, 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 go. Wall to wall pull. Yeah. And you're not really getting a chance to like really learn the fights or like really like soak in the ambiance or the story. I mean, you put it this way. The first time I did the Praetorium, it was during the Moogle event. So I had no idea what was going on. I'm like, hey, guys, whoop. They're just right. Praetorian, the is, Praetorian is one of those where like like you're you're watching the cutscene and as soon as the cutscene ends, like the rest of the group <laughs> is like two rooms ahead of you. And you're like, what just happened? Yeah, yeah. Especially during the Moogle event. That was pretty that was pretty intense. That was a good way to learn. Uh but I am looking forward to the trust being a little bit more smart and coming back to the retroactive dungeons because sometimes you just need to run a dungeon. You don't want to wait around in the queue because you got a DPS, you know? Yep, yep. And I know the roulettes this week until the Moogle event ends are going to be. It's going to be a goat rodeo. It's going to be great. It's it's going to be some stuff. Speaking of classes, uh, did you play both Mage and Reaper, uh, Mike? I did not play Reaper. I do not like really? DPS. Uh, All right, you're you're anti DPS. Yes, I just it, it it DPS does nothing for my soul. Uh, well, well, <laughs> hit things and you make numbers. What more do you need? Right. Whereas tank and healing, I'm just like, yeah, let's go. I tried to learn Sage. I just couldn't get the hang of it. Yeah, so so I, I wrote in my impressions, uh, which you can find on fanby.com, that like there's a certain sales pitch for Sage and then what it actually is. The sales pitch is like you do damage and that damage is converted to healing. Yeah. That's what you do. Reality, it's like somewhere in between scholar and dancer like mm-hmm. the the mechanic where your damage is converted into healing uh is called cardia and it is just like the dance partner you mark a target and then as you deal damage uh a specific potency of your attack is just automatically healed so it's it's not a a full direct heal it is not a thing where you can keep up 
the tank with just you doing damage. Uh, and it's not like the Sage really has a ton of attacks uh, in yeah. comparison to other healers. So it's really uh, like a more aggressive scholar because you still have a number of direct heals. You still have barriers and stuff like that. Um, someone compared it uh, to the fairy um, in that it, the fairy now just does a bunch of background heals like embrace unless you're actually doing anything about it. And yeah, it does kind of work that way. Um, like a, like a slightly think... less passive regen kind of like, right. a, yeah. And I do feel that probably the difference between uh, normal sages and like master level sage players, I think normal sages will drop Cardia on the tank and leave it there. Um, and then use all of their other heals and barriers for the rest of the party which is fine, but I do think the the next level is sort of like the Astrologian, uh, where you sort of weave your effects in between your different party members and your different right. targets. So I expect, uh, because Cardia, the, the marking ability, isn't on the global cooldown, so you can just drop it mm -hmm. on different targets at the random. So I, I think that's like amazing sages will be just moving cardia around from uh, party member to party member healing and then you know dropping their barriers as needed and stuff like that it is more aggressive slightly but it is not purely like all you do is damage and you're you'll output the same yeah. right as right. the others you still have to drop barriers you still have to throw regular heals on yeah. on targets and stuff like that. yeah the, i was kind of hoping I'm for a, more a healer, healer. The I'm a healer, but memes were greatly exaggerated. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yes, they were. And, and um, I think that that'll, that'll become a, a rude awakening uh, for them. And, and people were a little at the live letter, a little bit salty at scholar, not getting a ton of changes. Yes. Um, but in actuality, they probably didn't need them. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, it seems like it. Uh, yeah, it, it, it seems like you've just made, you got Scholar and then you got Gun Scholar. <laughs> and, <laughs> gun that's, Scholar. That's fine. Uh, I think I will play Sage, but it's uh, like, don't expect, because in 14, uh, healing healers already do a good amount of DPS. Yeah, yeah um, exactly. And again, it's not like Sage has like a ton of attacks. Like you got five attacks. Versus like the others having four, it's still the same. Like glare, glare, glare. Oh, yeah. Broil, broil, broil. Yeah. Like, um. So like, I I wouldn't go into it. I I expected mentally something like Gunbreaker. Like Gunbreaker is a DPS. Like the Gunbreaker plays like a DPS that also tanks. Yes. Right. Like it's very active. It's very DPS centric. I expected that for healing. Right. And that is not what Sage is. Right. So yeah, that is a bit of a change from what people are expecting. I personally loved Reaper. I played Reaper. It's completely out of this world. It's nuts. It's like, I don't know how to describe it because I'm not really a systems person, but it's like Dark Knight and a slashier, lighter Dark Knight and just 
numbers go up and up and up and up. And it's just absolutely wild. Everything looks ridiculous. I love it. Do you see yourself playing as it, especially since it shares gear with your Dragoon? Oh, hell yeah. I'm definitely going to give uh, Reaper a try. Cool, cool. Uh, probably going to be the first new job I really prioritize because I am actually just so enamored with the lore, the idea of like, they're so angry at the earth. Screw you. I'll ask the devil for help if you won't grow any vegetables <laughs> for us. Uh, I'm all down with that. So I really enjoyed my time with Reaper. And when we started the game, the demo rather, we were given the option, like we were given like 99 Fantasia and they said, go ahead and build your character however you want. And of course I chose a male Viera who's a reaper looked awesome. I'm just saying. Cool. Yeah, I did. I did change for the purposes of coverage to a male bunny boy nice. um, for all of my footage and stuff. I will probably not uh, because I, I play as myself, but uh, they do look cool. You can be a rabbit if you believe in yourself, Mike. Yeah. It's, it's just like being a cat boy. It's, the, the ears are just longer. I, didn't. I, th- I think the VR are a little bit taller, but yeah, they are, there are going to be a lot of people fantasying their cat boys and do bunny boys. going to uh, be a lot of bunny boys my cat there. Boy. I'll probably just make no. an alt. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, it looks cool. Like the, the, the art of the Reaper so uh, awesome. seem, seems like a lot. I think you, you might need to tone down some of them slashes ah, a little bit. Ah, what are you talking about? <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> um, but uh, they do do some some cool stuff. Like uh, I played with a Reaper, and the like when I was talking about that thing with the this the AOE dancing. Uh, yeah, Reaper has an ability where they can drop a portal in a spot and then walk away. And then yes. teleport back to the portal. Oh. Oh. Um, it's ridiculous. Beautiful. So so it is uh, pretty good. Like if you know there is a safe spot, you can drop a portal mm-hmm. back on the edge of the field, run in, do your DPS, and then when the mechanic drops, just teleport back to your portal. That's um, going to be awesome. Sage also has a gap closer called Icarus. Oh, let's, uh, let's, that sounds is, good. I think it's <laughs> so an cool. apt, apt name. <laughs> Um, uh, Icarus, uh, what it does is it, it's not, it'll aim at either a party member or an enemy and you hit it and the sage will just fly towards it. That's the other thing. Sage has a lot of melee range Mm, attacks. Interesting. Like half of their attacks are like melee range. So it's very Uh. weird spot to be. So they do expect the sage to be in the scrum. Yeah, that's cool. At least a little bit. Um, good because but, the yeah. animation for their dash looks very very cool and I yeah, look forward does, to seeing that everywhere uh, but I, I absolutely know that Sage is going to eat themselves accidentally <laughs> like, yeah. like a, a party member is going to be on the edge of something falling off and the Sage will Icarus themselves right off the edge alongside them uh, uh, instead times. of using uh, rescue like can't wait it's just like be fantastic. Uh, the elusive jump that the dragoons always are are tripping up with. Mike, you have a really good breakdown over at Fanbyte about the areas and just everything that's there. You're really chronicled everything. And you know, maybe we'll talk just briefly about those areas because we got to yes. visit, as you said, Old Charlene, which looks fantastic. Uh I can't remember the name of the more the, where Razat Hand is. That's uh Razahan. Uh Thavner. Uh, it's it's yeah. still Thavner. It's just not yeah. part of the map that we were given. 
Oh, okay. Okay. Um, so I think the, the, the Fabnir map that we had, had the ferry docks. Uh, Old Charlie was the same way. There was the ferry docks and then there was one exit. Yeah. Um, and the exit, I think, to the north from Favner will probably be to the area that Radis Athan is. Right. Um, so Favner, uh, I, I like it. Uh, I'm I'm a big fan of uh, if you got fantasy, and uh, you're not doing like a movie or something. Uh, why just do like forests and shit, like yep, normal green ass forests and shit. Um, so Thavnir has a, a splash of color like Lakeland. I really loved in Shadowbringers, like purple forest. Yeah. Awesome. It's still yeah. just a forest, but it's purple. That's cool. Yeah. It's fantasy. Uh, Thavnir does the same. Like the, the, the landscape is a lot of yellows and, and purples and, yeah. and reds. Uh, and that's apparently part of the bedrock because there is an area that is essentially a quarry uh, where they're mining marble and that the colors are mixed in there so you can see it yeah uh, is that the indian hmm? is that the giant skull is that the purple yes. the purple ore yeah yeah yep that's, giant that's skull been, grounds has been part of part of lore forever uh, oh <laughs> see see yeah. this is this is why I, uh, see i needed you there I yeah needed, yeah I needed you there uh, for that so it's called the giant skull grounds uh, I did not know Giant's Skull was a thing that was used elsewhere. Uh, yeah, or no, neither did spoken I. Spoken of in the lore, I believe it was a. Um, I think there was some PvP weapons. I believe that used Giant's Skull in them, and and yeah, their their write ups talk about the Giant's Skull being mined from Favnir and and brought to Arizona. Ah, so it's there you it's, go. it's been a part of like Favnir's position as a neutral force and their mm. like open shipping routes between everywhere else in the three right. great continents. So Giant Skull is, is a is a major component of, of their economy and their relationship with Eorzea. See, there, you go. there we go. There we we go. got uh, that and some other stuff. Like there's a uh, a temple called Kaja's Footsteps. Uh, which is centered around a peacock statue, but around that statue is four other statues that are all dancers. Um, clearly dancers, like holding the chakra, doing dancer steps. Uh, so I wonder if perhaps uh, dancers uh, will get a a job, a job quest, quest that there. takes yeah. them there. Yeah. Um, the general. Um, there's a fountain called the Font of Maya. So the Beast Tribe, I forget the Matanga, the elephants, right? They're yeah. elephants. Uh, yeah, I, I think the 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 race is the, is the the race is the Matanga, but the tribe itself is called the Ah something. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, um, I, I failed. I had one job. I had one job. <laughs> So there's a there's an area called the Font of Maya, which shows uh, one of those elephant uh, beasts, but with multiple arms. Yeah. And so I'm wondering if perhaps that is uh, a statue of their their primal. Ah. Uh, and if that's something that we will at some point across the thing run into. The Arcasadora is the tribe okay. of ah, Matanga. There we go. Um, but I don't remember any sort of elephant like Esper or Summon or anything across the Final Fantasy series. I could be wrong. Could be a blank spot. 
Yeah, I don't think there there is, but uh, like I said, the the you got the beast tribe. Beast tribe tends to have at least one mm-hmm. primal that they're tied to, even if we don't actually run into that primal. No, um, absolutely, yeah. So, um, and also you you can find some of the the matanga like around the area of Thavnor. Thavnor yeah, well. I saw them like just in the like town. walking around. As NPCs. Um, and then uh, the Tower of Zot, which is like off the coast. Like you can see it there. It literally just looks like one of the towers that we'll, you'll see yeah. in the current Shadowbringers quests. Uh, just like, I guess, a really large one because they don't seem that large. No, they don't. But I guess we're seeing them at a distance. I wonder if we'll get uh, the Tower of Babel as well, which is also from 14. A lot of people are saying Pandemonium from Final Fantasy 2, so there's that as well. Well, Pandemonium is going to be one of the raids. It's going to be yes. the, right, the 6.1. Yes. Uh, it's our it's our uh, Alliance raid series. I was actually, I, I forget, was the naming way supposed to be a beast tribe as well? Yes. Or did they not say yet? Yeah. Okay, so um, yeah. Good. The, the Loperit. Loperit, uh, I love that. The little yes. rabbit people. Yeah, we live on the moon. Um, yeah, and it'll be weird. Uh, so there, the, those were the lore things for Thavnir that, you know, I'm just like, oh, okay, that's that's interesting to note. Um, Old Charlian is our new hub town. Yep. Uh, very Greek-Italian, I guess. Yeah, very um, Greek-Italian. Like it, it's a, it's a, a, a town uh, near the water. Very pastoral, uh, collegiate vibe almost. Um, like Thavnir, the map has one entrance that's the ferry, and another that is in an area called the Hall of Artifice that are elevators. Right. Um, and I assume the, the elevators look like they only go down. Uh, and we have an area called Labyrinthios, which we have been told is in a dome underground. I assume that that's potentially, again, none of this stuff is marked. So mm-hmm. we don't actually know where any of this stuff goes. Um, but oh, that's gosh. my guess. I'm, thing. I'm, <laughs> I'm tingling. I need, is I want to go to these places so bad. Yes, you will. So there's other uh, things. The Rostam, uh, the, the Rasta is the, the, the capital building there. Yeah. Uh, and that looks to be the area that they go down in the trailer. Right. Where yeah. Stola talks to, uh, Alice and Alphanode's father. Uh, that area was not accessible because the door wouldn't open. There was yeah, no door. I noticed that. I assume it's going to be like a, a destination, like a shiny destination. You click it and it loads up an instance. Yeah, or something in, like another that. place. Yeah. Um, the Baldesian Annex, uh, which is a a nondescript room, but it is a nondescript room with its own music stinger. Like the music oh. changes just oh, for oh. there. Oh, I can't um, wait. Important to a different track. Trying to think of what else. The Confluence, which is an area where they apparently manufacture uh, aetherites. Like you can oh, see shards well, and stuff sense. and they're putting them together. Yeah. Um, uh, did you count the logarithmic spirals? Oh, on the on the aetherites themselves? Yeah. How many? I just want to know, just a rough estimate, how many, how many, <laughs> how many logarithmic spirals are around? How many... Like, is everything the golden ratio or is only like, I don't know, 30% of things the golden ratio? 
I'm I ooh, I can't wait. I'm dying there, there, here, people. There are definitely some curves <laughs> sticking off the island. And yeah. also their their mm-hmm. aetheride is by far the most uh you catch a glimpse of it in the trailer. Yeah, it's, it's gorgeous. The most ornate Nautilus show. It looks uh, like a cop aetheride. Yeah. Uh, it is definitely just them stunting like, hey, everyone require everyone leans on us to make these and we made sure that we made the best one for ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> all of Charlene is stunting. It's all yeah. it all has very much has that air of academia, which is an air that makes me a little nauseous sometimes. Yeah, so there's a building called the Studium, which is uh where the makers meet and searchers meet or that looks like a university building. Um I was I think and then I think my first pitch for the name for this podcast might have been Studium Dropouts. Or you might be or, right, yeah. Or uh, scholasticate dropouts, so yeah. <laughs> yeah <laughs> there we go. And then, uh, the it was a little, a little too esoteric. <laughs> yeah, I, because I wouldn't have known what it was. Until <laughs> yeah, same. To be honest, um, there's an area called Numenon. So in the studio, the main area is called Phenomenon, and then there's a building called the Numenon, which is the library that you see Giratia in in the trailer. Um, again no clue what else is in there because there are no NPCs. No. Um, so like I said, uh, I mean, it's a beautiful city. It'll be real dope. Also, the track is very calming, like super, super calming. It's really chill. Day and night versions. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. then there's Gollumol, which is a shit show. Gollumol's a shithole, which is great. <laughs> the best kind of shithole. I actually have a screenshot. I got to put it up because I completely forgot to put it up where my uh, Warrior of Light is on a... Uh, I can't remember what mounts we had. We had a, a special mount for the thing. And he's standing by a uh, a swing set that's just... It looks like the park in Final Fantasy VII. You can tell they really kind of took the vibe from there. And I'm like, hey, look, I'm in a Terminator 2 spoof. Because it's just <laughs> completely like blasted playground. It's this kind of shit I love. Uh, yeah, they gave us the... It's it's the Endwalker mount. Like the yeah. free mount that comes with it. It's called Ariane. It's like a horse. It looks almost like oh, a, the king of a good version of what is his name? Odin? Odin. It's like a good version of Odin's horse. It, I, I think it's uh, two legs. Yes. Thank you. Slepnir, yeah. okay, yeah. Yeah. Um so yeah, Girl of Mold, if uh, you've been looking at the glimpses and bits of the city that we've gotten across uh, you know, like occasional cutscenes and stuff like that. Uh, all that's gone. All that's yeah. gone. It's uh, the 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 main city is a ruin. Um, and if if uh, Yoshida's comments are anything to go by, it's our fault. Uh, oh boy! I don't know, I, I don't know I if you saw guilt. that. I don't know if you I saw that, that, but he uh, he he said that. Yeah. Uh, he he saw so many people speculating about when we'd be going to Garlemald that he really wanted to uh, <laughs> he really wanted to subvert expectations and and make a a surprising experience. Thank for the you players. for that, Yoshida. That's very so nice. We that did explains this. that then, because I'm thinking to myself, oh, well, I'm a little disappointed we didn't get to see Garlemald in its quote unquote glory. It's like, oh, oh, yeah. you want that? Huh? You think that's what's yeah. going on, huh? Yeah, <laughs> just well, nukes you... the whole thing. Yeah, you shouldn't have ever wanted to go there in the first place, as Yoshi's mo- monkey's things. paw curls. <laughs> See, I'm, I'm 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 surprised because uh, uh, basically looming over the ruined section of the city, um, which is teeming with monsters, yeah, uh, is a giant fortress, uh, a giant 
uh, pulsing, yeah, right. dark, evil fortress. Spiky, uh, is, just yeah. gross. And it's the fortress that Fandaniel takes the elevator up and meets um, Zenos. Zenos at the top. That looks to be the same fortress, like sure. it's yeah. that same architecture. The, the one, stuff. the one that's on the map now, that's just all thorny. Looks like a just a Makote dick. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm just rolling over that part that she just dropped there. Like <laughs> we didn't hear anything. Um, yes. Uh, so I assumed that it was their fault, given that I'm the hero, and uh, I will probably end up killing the bad guys. Uh, who else, who is to say uh, uh, otherwise that it is, it is not their fault and not my fault. <laughs> I mean, in the end Walker trailer, we see just Zeno's kind of chilling while, uh, what is that that falls on the city? Like an airship or something? Looks like an Agrius class, uh, class airship. Yeah. Ooh, so I don't, did the hero do that? Maybe, uh, or um, I thought well, it was just... also when you do the, if you do the benchmark, um, Oh, I didn't do that. Yeah. Uh, there is a bunch of fighting in a ruined city. That is just Garlemald. Like, I didn't yeah. right. didn't know what that was, like where that was, but that part in the benchmark is just from Garlemald, which doesn't mean anything because the benchmarks don't always mm-hmm. sync up to anything at all. Yeah, yeah. Um, because I think the Stormblood benchmark was on the same. Uh, spot where you fight Xenos or something like that. The Shadowbringers one was like took place like half of it in uh, whatever the Ilmeg dungeon is with the frog dude. Oh, Don Don Meg. Yes, yes. Uh, so uh, the benchmarks don't necessarily mean anything, but the benchmark, yeah. the city that it takes place in, is uh, what's left of Garlemald. Yeah. So. Just be prepared. Garamald is a wreck. It suits it very well. And I figure before we uh, wrap up here, I wanted to know, Mike, did uh, when you had your interview with Yoshi P, did he reveal anything cool and juicy? Uh, he revealed the same thing that he revealed uh, to our, our our friends and colleagues over at CNM for the win, because uh, <laughs> they asked the same question um, that Alpha know. Uh, mm-hmm. Is uh, if he was in the real world, would be a Reddit shit poster. That was great. <laughs> that was, um, I mean, he would. <laughs> He'd get He'd better. He'd be insufferable online. He'd get better, but he he would, would get better. Yeah. He can learn. The boy can learn. He will yeah. learn. Uh, yes, uh, he Yoshipi uh, did say that he'd be a lurker now. Like he he has improved <laughs> himself as a person. Good boy. Um, but still, that's that's what he said he would be, and. Uh, uh, so I think that's that's probably the real takeaway. Uh, as that's the most to important about, takeaway uh, about important things like mechanics or or stats. No, or no, like I knew that. everyone would be asking that, so I was just like, okay, I'm going to ask all the stupid questions I want to know. So as I've said on Blood God and on Twitter, I said to him, okay, what media has inspired Endwalker the story? And he was hesitant because he didn't want to give anything away. So he said, I can't tell you everything, but I can say like he's huge Christopher Nolan fan. And uh, Interstellar was a big inspiration for uh, Endwalker, which means it can mean anything, really, because that movie is everything. So sure. Yeah. At the same time, I think that's really cool. I hope it's the parts that I like about Interstellar. 
I'm okay on Interstellar, so... Which are, which are all the parts it stole from Contact. So I hope it's like <laughs> Contact. <laughs> there oh, you go. And, and, and I will say story-wise, um, Fabner is definitely zone number one. Okay, I was Tower, about that. Tower of Zot, the dungeon that they gave us, is the 81, 82 dungeon. Right, right I noticed that. So this is definitely like... Which is why I was surprised how hard it was. Um, so I think Thavner is, is particularly early in the storyline. Uh, probably something similar to um, not not like the the first part of uh, of Shadowbringers that wasn't actually in the first yet. Anyways, yes. Uh, <laughs> relatively early. I, I, I don't think they're giving us a lot in terms of deeper story stuff, if if that makes sense. I think yeah. all of the stuff that the zones that they showed us, Earl Charlie, Old Charlian is the is the hub. Thavnir is probably the first zone. And I would guess that Garlemald is probably pretty early in the story thing. I yeah. think they are, are being uh, very... Uh, taciturn with what they they give out yeah because there definitely. was no more mayor lamentorium or anything like that no labyrinthios or anything like that yeah now uh i i think it's been alluded to that uh there there is going to be a final map that is very much like the tempest which is our late game reveal like final climactic area mm. uh that isn't the moon um, oh right like I'm, where, I'm guessing, there's going to be a tempest. There's going to be an Amorot, like something. Yeah, like where, where do you, as of right now, where do you feel like the moon falls in the progression from like eighty to ninety? I'm guessing the moon's going to be in the middle. I'm going to. Yeah. I feel like the moon's going to be a middle. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, there yeah, was a time where I thought the moon might be our like our very late game, like level eighty nine thing. But now it seems like there's probably something else, yeah. which lunar subterranean. Yeah, I don't know. yeah. That's I actually like a... asked. I actually asked uh, Yoshida, uh, "Are you excited to work on Final Fantasy IV? Like content? Are you a fan of the the game?" He said, "Well, yeah, of course." But also, his team was enormous fans, and they kept coming up to him with references and saying, "Hey, let's put this in. Let's put this in." And he had to tell them, "We're going to the moon. You're going to have to calm down a bit. <laughs> what more do you want?" Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I feel like we're going to do the Lunarians, uh, probably a Fusoya reference or somebody like that. Um, you know, Crystal. I mean, the- look, if my if my theory about the moon being the core of the planet that Heidelin physically ripped out during the Sundering uh, Rings true, then we could meet a, an ancient named Fusoya. We could That's like a crazy theory. I, I never even considered that. Or if the moon is another uh, binding coil, like a, a, ah. a significantly larger one. Uh, mm, I don't know. Mm, we ha- we haven't <laughs> done our. We still haven't done our Endwalker predictions. Uh, everything keeps <laughs> getting bumped around, but we're gonna have like another week before, like just before the game comes out. I think that'll be a perfect time to do it. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, so I say, uh, I, I'm, I'm guessing it's gonna be half because. We're going to fight Zodiac or Hydaelyn. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Or both. 
or, or become or, or become one or the other or whatever, man. <laughs> yeah. Um, so so it's it's gonna be it's gonna be wild. Yeah. I, My appetite is whetted, and I'm sure yours is as well, Victor. I I'm so excited. I'm I'm just Victor's practically delighted. vibrating off his chair. Today. Yeah. Just uh, I uh, I I what I really want to find is. Um, I, I want to go to Thavnir and I want to be able to find like any kind of reference to the lost canals of Uznair, which I don't know if either of you have done, but no idea. The, the, no. The, the, no. the secret is we've been to Thavnir before back in Stormblood. Uh, if you, oh. uh, if you ever do the, um, the level 70 treasure maps, uh, there's a chance that a portal will pop and you'll get to go to a dungeon called the lost canals of Uznair. Um, oh, I've been there. Yes. Yeah. Which I, has... think I was there with you. Oh yeah. That, uh, I think yeah, we did that, we, we that did treasure, treasure map hunt. night with the, the blood God, uh, uh, discord. Um, yeah. and yeah, you'll, you'll see that that's absolutely where all of the like Matanga, uh, yeah, there's, there's Matanga yeah, statues everywhere. It's all yeah, very, right. uh, you know, Indian inspired, uh, architecture mm. and, and, and yeah. ornamentation and stuff. So, uh, we we have been to Thavnir. We've just been underground in Thavnir. Um, so uh-huh. I, I would like uh-huh. to see if they bring any of that back and, and make some connections to to the actual map. But that'd be cool. Yeah, because I remember seeing that and thinking to myself, "Oh, hey, this must all be to do with like that area." Because I, I didn't really know anything about it, but I noticed the the elephants and stuff. And thinking yeah. when I was playing through Thavnir in the demo i was thinking to myself in the back of my mind i know i've seen these elephants somewhere before yeah and yeah. now i know you've also seen them slaughtering aura in the azim step but yes i certainly have those ones very are naked jerks. yeah <laughs> very naked about, jerks i was about to say some of the some of them are around and uh, especially the of the sun fellows are 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 a little uh, a little bit much they're they're the jocks of the world. Oh, they're so, so they're so the jocks, the 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 sun tribe, whatever they call themselves. Uh, well, what's his name? Got completely burned by Ishtola. He'll never recover. He'll just wage war until the end of the world to make up for his hurt ego. I think this has been a very very fun, productive episode. And like I was saying, we have one more to go before Endwalker comes out. It'll be just before then. And maybe if God is good or Heidelin or whoever's listening to us, maybe we'll get a chance to do our Endwalker predictions. At this point, I'm not guaranteeing anything because if I do that, it goes to hell. But I can guarantee that I can tell you where these lovely gentlemen can be found. Uh, Victor, why don't you go ahead and tell us where to find you? Oh, sure. I'm at Victor E. Hunter on Twitter. Um, And uh, I promise I'll be getting back around to it. But I do have my Encyclopedia Eorzea lore book, uh, audio book that I'm recording on YouTube. Um, you can look that up. The channel is is under a, a character name uh, that I've created as a diegetic sort of scholar of Eorzea. His name is Nongman Sigurdsson. Uh, <laughs> named after your cat. He's named after my cat. He's a Hrothgar scholar uh, who is creating an audio book of the Encyclopedia Eorzea. Oh, that's awesome. I love the lore. Uh, so, I love that you implemented the lore in there. That's That's dedication. Yeah, so I've got a few hours worth of stuff on there if you just want to... <laughs> Honestly, it's great to fall asleep too. So go ahead and do that. Uh, But I I promise I'll be getting back to to recording those very soon. We know you will. And Mike. Yes, uh, you can find me uh, at Automatic Zen, Z-E-N on Twitter. And you can find me on fanbyte.com, the Final Fantasy XIV tag, because that's pretty much what I write about. 
Uh, speaking of Encyclopedia Orzea, the pre-orders for both volumes that are already out for the reprints are still up on Amazon. So if that's something that you want, I get it now that. before it goes away forever. Because get them. these books have been really hard to find before now. Uh, usually we've had to get them at FanFest or get them through Square Enix directly. They are on Amazon with a delivery date of like April 2022. Yeah. But get in on that pre-order. Yeah. Thank you for reminding me. That's actually really important because, yeah, I'm going to grab one of those. Uh, as for me, I am at Nadia Oxford. You can find me there on Twitter very easily. And uh, you can actually support uh, Charlene Dropouts and Acts of the Blood God at patreon.com forward slash Blood God pod. Both of these podcasts are available a week early and ad free at the $5 level. And also a $10 pledge will give you access to more monthly specials. Like we were always talking about things like crazy things like the Lord of the Rings and how it influenced Tolkien. And we have the Pantheon of the Blood God, which goes over uh, distinct games. And we we evaluate whether or not they deserve to be recognized in the quote unquote Pantheon. Recently, we did Tales of Vesperia, which is a fantastic game. Um, but I won't spoil you on whether or not it got into the Pantheon. So we are we are close, so so very very close to the launch of Endwalker. So I'm just going to ask you to be patient and be good. In the meantime, thank you so much for listening, and may all your duty finder wait times be short. <laughs> <laughs>